Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Yay Area edition <laughs> of this cycle cast. I'm here with my producer, Yvette Lopez. Hello, everybody. And I forgot to mention my name's Aloudon Hightower, but I go by Dean. And we are here with a very special guest. Her name is Verona. Veronica. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Veronica. Veronica <laughs> Volek. <laughs> I'm like, Verona? 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 Were you thinking of Italy? That could be my alter ego. That could be your alter ego. <laughs> All right. That's your uh, 13-year-old boy alter ego, Verona. Like a Russian. Verona. <laughs> my name's Verona. Where are you from, Veronica? Um, so I was born in Moscow, Russia. Are you kidding? No. I just made that. I just referenced that out of oh, nowhere. Yeah, I thought. I thought you just know me. You look super Russian. I'm uh, not even lying. I walked. Thank I was like, you. oh, she looks super. I grew up with a lot of Russians in Sacramento. Oh, that is actually I, a very common place to find Russians. Yep, I did, and so I could point them out from a mile away. Yeah, so, yeah. I was born there. I came here to San Francisco when I was like three, four years old, and then I moved to Pacifica, California, where I grew up. Very nice. It's yeah. beautiful there. Um, but just to let you know, I don't surf. That's like the number Closer. Ooh, sorry. That's or, like, you, or you can pick it up. I if can it's, pick it up. Yeah, because I know it's if a little awkward. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Wait, is that going to be on air now? Mm. No, it's, it's okay. Fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. We're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah, Sweet. we're not stopping okay. nothing. Is this good? Is this yeah, you're, right. you sound great. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, I grew up in a beach town, and everyone always asks, oh, you must surf. And it's like, no, no. Not, not at all. I, like, have you ever done Mavericks before? Like, no, no, mm. bro. But we do have uh, the world-famous Taco Bell on the beach. No, what are you talking no about? Lie. No, for real. In Pacifica, California, right. we are known for our famous Taco Bell on the beach. It's beautiful. It's literally on the beach. Uh, they even have a pickup window on the other side where the surfers could come up, order their food, and get it. But the, oh. but the hard tacos aren't 89 cents, are they? I mean, maybe like 99 cents. I can't tell you. I think they're... I'm guessing because I'm a Taco Bell fiend. Dude, that's what's up. Yeah, I love soft, Taco soft Bell. Tacos, he once confused the headquarters. I don't know if... Do you hang out in uh, Southern California at all? No, not so, really. Okay, so if you're driving down the <laughs> five, funny. we were once driving, I think we were driving to Tijuana to like, eat tacos or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yvette, that's like the world's biggest Taco Bell. I'm like, Dean, <laughs> those are the headquarters. Yeah. Oh, it's like Taco so Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Taco Bell headquarters, you know, and it was like right off of I 5. And it was huge. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. I didn't you even know? know they had a headquarters Isn't off of I 5. No, that, that, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's probably not as beautiful as the one. To Pacifica, but no, <laughs> I want to go there now. I used to hang out in Half Moon Bay a lot. Nice, mm. me and my friend Mike Cobb would go surfing, Dude. and so people don't think I used to surf. I surfed, so you yeah. are the surfer in this situation. I am the surfer in this situation, but when I moved to LA, I was like, I'm over it, I'm riding bikes. Hey, that's not a bad, uh, bad outlet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I was too far from the beach, I really did want to start surfing again, you know, yeah, but I was like, uh, I don't, I don't have a car. and and I don't feel like writing surfboards. And my friend Mike had all that stuff. Mm. He had the surfboards and everything. And he uh, actually has a home health business in Pacifica. And so he was just hanging. Him and his mom hung out there a lot. Dude, no way. Yeah. Actually, uh, they do make uh, little bike attachments to put your surfboard. I've seen those in Venice. Bike. Yeah. But have you ever seen, the, like, I don't want a beach cruiser. I, oh, I want a yes. fixie with, yeah. like, a, like, a surfboard I mean, you attachment. you could. You know, mm. just, there's a will, there's a way. There is. There Necessity is. is the mother of invention. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, Veronica, like, what else? Like, tell us about yourself. Yeah. How did you start cycling? How did I start cycling? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, it all started with a boy. 
Nice. Uh-oh. Of course. Uh, <laughs> That's honest. It's, it's honest. It's, it's for real. Um, you know, I started, you know, before when I was younger, I'd like bike with my dad and, you know, just sort of like recreationally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, there's the word. Um, and then, you know, kind of stopped, dabbled in like skateboarding a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't that cool. I can't mm-hmm. do like kickflips or anything. Maybe right. a manual on a good day. Um, but then, yeah, I got in a serious relationship. He was a cyclist. I just started getting into biking. Mm-hmm. And we were both into just, you know, riding track bikes. Like, yeah, no brakes, no problem, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, I remember he was like, oh, let's do this alley cat. And I was like, what? What is that? Mm-hmm. And it kind of just sort of spawned from there. And then I remember doing the Wolfpack Hustle Race, the marathon crash race. Really? What year was yeah, that? Yeah, that was, uh, I want to say that was maybe 2011 might have been my first one. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I actually won the women's fixed, fixed category in really? 2012. I'm pretty sure that was 2012. Don't put me on that. I don't know. I can't. We'll look it up right now. All, all, all the years, uh, all the years kind of like morph into. They do morph into each other. But yeah, um, okay. it was either 2000. No, I'm pretty sure it was, two, it was basically the last year that they did the Wolfpack um, Crash Marathon oh, race. Right. That I was able to take the title for that. And actually, Joe Celso won the uh, women's road category for that. Tight. Okay. And, um, and yeah, that was, that was just so much fun. But it was just kind of crazy doing this race because I think I did it two or three times. And just seeing the amount of people just grow and grow every right. year. And it was, it got so sketchy mm-hmm. because, you know, the worst part of it was the beginning because that's when everyone just went, you know, zero to a hundred mm-hmm. real quick. Bam, Drake. They're we going, talked about yeah, this. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about this, making a lot of Drake, Drake mm-hmm. references. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, people were going into, you know, the back of parked cars, like crashing, yeah. crashing uh-huh. into each other. And it was just, it felt like a battle zone, like yeah. a total, complete war zone. And But once you got out of that, then you're like, okay, now mm-hmm. we can have fun. Now mm-hmm. we can... Now we could try to see if we can finish this. So, right. um, so that's actually where I kind of fell in love with just the the aspect of racing on a track bike um, because, you know, it's like no gears, no problem. You don't have to think about it. All you think about is, okay, can I do this? How hard can I go? Mm-hmm. And will I be able to finish? Right. So, um, and then, yeah, I don't know, it kind of just spawned from there and then just slowly, you know, I did a little bit more, a little bit more. And, I mean, Red Hook, I remember that was like... What year Ooh. was your first Red Hook? Um, actually, the first year that they had a women's category. So, oh, okay. Gosh. Was so that? Wolfpack was 2013, by the way. Oh, thank you. All right. 20, 20, was it 2013? The year, the year that Veronica won was 2013. Cool. See, I, man, I'm so bad <laughs> with years. Like, someone's like, oh, yeah, this happened in 1999. I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that long ago. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so It was so hella long ago. Long ago. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my bad in my, my year references. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I can say then, yes, the first time I did Red Hook was the first year that they had a women's category. Um, because I was always intimidating doing fixed crit races because a lot of the times there wasn't a women's field or there would be little to no women doing it. So, yeah. and they would always group you up with the guys and it's, it's intimidating because I feel like guys kind of, you know, they just, they, they go, mm-hmm. they go hard and you're just kind of like, Oh my God, like, yeah. do they know what they're doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like red hook, like any woman, racer that loves riding a track bike should do Red Hook at least once just right. to to just get that feel for it. Because, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, every time I do Red Hook, it doesn't matter what race, I always ask myself, why am I doing this? Like, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. someone just crashed, there's a hairpin. Like, right. I mean, there's so much going on. But then, like, by the end of it, like, you just, you get this adrenaline rush where you're like, God, this this feels so good. Like, yeah. like you can't really compare it to anything else because it's it's not a very common um, race, you right. know, like, I mean, that's, that's actually one of the downsides about being in the Bay area 
versus you know Southern California is that we don't have a lot of um, fixed gear crits. Right, right, and right. the one that we do have, Mission Grit, mm-hmm. by uh, my good friend James Grady. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome because I felt like that sort of kind of opened open fixed crit racing back up again um, in the Bay Area, kind of to remind people like, hey, look, we can do this too, and we can right. have a lot of fun, and and it was a lot of fun, and. You know, I, I hope it continues to grow, especially it's, it's been fun doing that race like the week before Red Hook, mm-hmm. um, you know, call it like Crit Week. Right. And then, you know, after that, doing like a Wolfpack Hustle race. But I'm not sure if um, that's going to continue. Yeah. yeah Don's going to keep going with that. But mm-hmm. I feel like Don really kind of like opened up the doors of just, you know, having more organized racing, at least on this side of. He, California. He really wants to. The thing is, is that the cities give him issues. It's yeah. the money, permits. it's the cities, the permits, and he has this very um, like specific idea of wanting to be in front of government buildings and wanting to be in the civic center mm. of it all. I mean, that's you where you get I mean? the eyes, you get the yeah. people, you get mm-hmm. people watching, cheering. And I mean, that's another thing, too, is... You know, to organize these races, you need money. And to get money, you need sponsors. Right. But a lot of the time, sponsors don't want to give money, but they'll give you swag. And that's yeah. awesome. Don't Here's a cool swag. bag, bro. Yeah. You want some tires? Yeah, exactly. Like, Which I need money. Like, that's cool, but that's not going to help this mm-hmm. race. So I totally get that. You know, it's all really about location. And, I mean, the other appeal, too, with these kind of races is because then you think, well, no, why don't we just, like, still do it in the streets anyway? Like, you know, fuck cars, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, no. We... You, Let's take it back to the basics. Yeah, right. It's kind of like, yeah, sure, but then someone's going to get hit. Someone, mm-hmm. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's mm-hmm. going to be liable. And yeah. you know, that's a whole other thing is someone might get sued. Like, it's, it's kind of weird how much adulting happens mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, trying to organize a race. So you have to make sure your butt's covered, everyone's butt's covered. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's very expensive to have your butt covered. It is. It really is. Have you... Well, this is what I wanted to ask. You're talking about there's not many crits here in San Francisco mm-hmm. or in the Northern California. You've been around for a while. Is, do you have a, any idea why it just hasn't, people haven't taken it upon themselves to just kind of do something like in Southern California? Because that's mm-hmm. really what people have done. Like Don Ward just took it upon himself to put, put out Wolfpack Hustle, mm-hmm. put out that event. And, you know, uh, Luis from OC Breakless took it upon himself to like really, and a group of others, just to kind of really put down FUSAC and have that series down mm-hmm. there, you know? And so like... Over the years here... Why don't you explain FUSAC for people that might not know what it is? FUSAC is the fixed gear... USA's... It's like... Yeah, it's... It's <laughs> like... Uh, they don't want to say that it's like the Fuck antithesis yeah. to USA Cycling, yeah. but it, it's, it's kind of what it's evolved into. Mm-hmm. It's like fixed gear... USA you know. cycling. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically it's super grassroots, t- completely um, unsanctioned, mm-hmm. but he does it on very... Um, like safe streets. Safe street. Yeah, like kind of... Warehouse you know, on, district on a, on a, on a yeah. Sunday where like there's not, you know, a lot of commerce, not a lot of cars mm-hmm. floating around. And so he basically turned it into like a three-month series. Even longer. So the series stretched for the entire cycling season pretty much. Did it? I yeah. It was, well, okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Dates believe me too. Oh, um, girl, dates. You talk about dates. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't. <laughs> so it was. So yeah, so it's like a. It, it was a solid like racing series, and he had a larger turnout than some of these USA cycling races, particularly interestingly enough in the women's field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's been incredibly successful, and there was some efforts into actually legitimizing. Well, not that it's not legitimate, but mm-hmm. sanctioning it. That's mm-hmm. the better word. And unfortunately. It's not going to happen for this upcoming season. But, yeah, that's 
basically what's happening. There's all these grassroots movements mm-hmm. in fixed gear cycling in SoCal. So yeah, back to Dean's question. Like, why do you think here in Nor- what's the difference really here in Northern California? Why mm-hmm. nobody's really because there are a lot of people that ride here. Oh yeah, you know no, there's mean? there's there's tons of people that ride. You know, a lot of people they're on their track bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's definitely been a couple of like you know quote unquote underground mm-hmm. you know um, fixed crits. But I mean, seriously, there's maybe like one, maybe twice a year, at least that right. I know about. And like I said, Mission Crit, that's that's the biggest one that happened. Right. Um, prior to that, like there, yeah, there'd be like one or two. Um, you know, just kind of like, yeah, unsanctioned, but it just, it wasn't big. And I just don't know if like the word didn't get out as much or maybe people just didn't really feel inspired or motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, that's a, another big thing too, especially if you're trying to do it in San Francisco. I mean, there are cars and there is this fear that yes, I'm going to be on a track bike. Yes. I'm not going to have brakes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's going to be cars. Mm-hmm. So do I really want to do this? Yeah. You know? Um, so I feel like the risk is definitely a big one. But then, of course, you have, like, all, like, the messenger people that are like, no, man, like, let's do it. It's, it's just cool. another It's another day. Like, why not? Um, but the thing is, you know, I feel like just the turnout is not that big. Um, but I remember a couple years back, um, Chris from New York did a, a race in San Francisco. It was the Mission Bay Crit race. And cool. I, I remember that was a big one. Um, it big in terms of just, there was like, just a lot of people came out for that. A lot of guys, you, you know, you had like the MASH guys come out, like right. Chaz and whatnot. And I think that, I feel like when he comes out to events, you know, that kind of gets other people to come out like, oh, okay, then this must be a good event. Like, right. yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of build, building up hype. Right. Um, and I, mean, I remember there's only two girls, like me and this other girl. And we just worked together. We're like, this is scary. We're getting lapped like three or four times by mm-hmm. these dudes. But whatever we're having fun yeah um but it's been a while since you know i've seen an unsanctioned race like that because this was yeah this must have been like three or four years ago and um like i said i feel like it's kind of like if you don't hear about kind of like the top dogs going out to those races and then i feel like no one turns up um and i think it's also just sort of like the organization you know okay who wants to organize it okay where are we going to do this okay are the cops going to come and shut us down? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it might be a little bit more successful trying to maybe do something like that in the East Bay. Um, I know there's been a lot of, like, port races. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the East Bay, we have the Port of Oakland. Mm-hmm. And what's really nice, it's a very industrial area. Kind of think of it like Red Hook, um, Brooklyn. Right. And there definitely would be, like, you know, training rides, uh, sprint races, you know, at night. But they just they don't get as big as, you know how you see like wolf pack or red right, hook. So right. I think so it's all about hype. I really think that's what it is. I think it really is about hype and Hey dude, are you going to do it? Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Are you going to do it? All right, let's go. Like, let's roll through. Like mm-hmm. the next thing you know, everyone and their mom, well, not their mom, but their everyone, mom. everyone comes everyone out, you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I, that's, uh, I get how people just kind of want to, they want to see the big dogs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They want to see the mash guy show Well, because then they could be like, oh, I raced with that guy. Because yeah. I've, I've heard that. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, from doing, you know, um, especially like Mission Crit, like, I'd yeah. overhear kids being like, oh my God, like, there's Chaz. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to race with him. And, yeah. and it's, in a way, it's like, it's, it's, it's cute. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, obviously these are like hometown heroes mm-hmm. and you have like these people looking up to them. Um, and I think a lot of the times too, it's kind of like, you know, you can be someone's hero. Like someone sees Dylan you, Buffett and they're is like, my hero. "Oh, yeah, he's a good guy." He's I know his girlfriend. Really, <laughs> dude. Sweet. I just I made a reference on Facebook because I'm riding around here. Before I came here, I I got here a little early, so I was just kind of riding around. 
and I'm just like kind of downhilling some of these things. I'm like, ah, Dylan did it. Dylan did it. I saw him do it. I saw him do it. You just put that on videos. a shirt. <laughs> Dylan did it. Dylan did it. Dylan did it. <laughs> I'm going to be fine, you know? And like, I'm on a road bike. He's on a brakeless fixie. And I'm just like, yo, it's sketchy out here, mm-hmm. you know? But like, I can see why people look up to those guys, man, because riding here is like so different. It is. You know what I mean? Yes. It really is. And like, you have to have like a different level of like steel nerves to be able to do it here. Because, like, just the hills, the cars come in close, the buses mm-hmm. come in close mm-hmm. on you, you know what I mean? And, you know, taxis is just, I I compare it to New, just, like, a cleaner version of New York. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, just kind of a cleaner. I don't know if it's as chaotic. I mean, New York, you just have fucking cars and people all right. over the place. Right. Um, here, it's... I don't know. I feel like you you kind of get into the flow of the city. Like once you figure it out, like it's not it's not so bad. But you do have to figure out that flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key yeah. is the flow. The key is the flow. <laughs> Every- I think I think you just brought up a really interesting point. You know, for beginners, you know, people just trying to break into the scene. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the terrain is something as simple as like the terrain maybe is turning people from or away from hosting these fixed gear crits. Here? Because, I mean, oh, think okay. about hosting a race and, I mean, think of the terrain in, you know, a FUSAC race or even a Wolfpack mm-hmm. race or even a Red Hook race and think of it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, where James Grady had his mission crit, it was pretty flat. It was in the mission. Yeah, no, no, it was in the mission. Turn. But so the biggest thing, so what you just said actually really brought up a good point is, so where James had his race, it's it's very central. Like it's yeah. very easy to bike to. Um, you can bark, you can drive, like parking's easy. Like it's, it's overall, it's very an easy area. Mm-hmm. But when you think about like, let's say trying to do a race and, you know, more of like, kind of like how the FUSAC guys do it, sort mm-hmm. of this like industrial district, um, that's a little bit more out of the way. So not as easily accessible to get to, especially if you have kids on their track bikes. Like they're gonna be riding there, but you know, they're gonna they're gonna be tired by the time they get to an area like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like area wise it's not as as accessible in the city. Um, more so I feel like you have better luck in the East Bay, but not a lot of people have been you know, kind of hosting or trying to host um, races in the East Bay. Though I heard a rumor, I, I'm pretty sure it got shut down, that they were thinking about maybe doing Red Hook, like in like the Port of Oakland, which would be awesome. But I mean, that's just dreams. That is but dreams. Follow your dreams, right? It's Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> well, we were able to interview David Trimble. What did he say? He he would like to be able to do in cities all around the place. It just yeah, takes time. Totally. You know? And so, I don't know. David Trimble's a. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he has a team of people just He has a serious him. squad of people. Yeah. I think, honestly, from after speaking with Trimble, I think, honestly, it's up to the racers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to him and say, hey, like, you know, prove, like, prove to him that there's a need for it. And yeah. then, you know, if you ask, maybe he will provide. I don't know. If he, I mean, I don't sound like kind of godly no. for a second. No. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It seems like... like it seems like the party's in Europe now. It is. You know what I mean? Well, and also, well, not only is the party in Europe, but the money's in Europe. Yeah. And I think, you know, I understand why Red Hook hasn't been expanded, you know, nationwide and why it's been expanded more in Europe because I think you probably have just more people out there probably throwing the money out there, mm-hmm. um, throwing the people out there. Like, I heard, like, some racers were actually required to race Red Hook because it gives their team that spotlight. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, especially for their sponsors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, I mean, there's so many huge European racers mm-hmm. out there. And, and these European racers are getting salary to pay Red Hook now. Which is 
what? not just one, <laughs> not just two, like like teams are getting yeah. salary. To, yeah. You know? And I mean, you're not going to find that with American teams, right. you know, I mean, let alone it's hard for some people to actually participate in Red Hook, at least back home, because, you know, some of their teams that they're on, like road teams and whatnot, um, won't allow them to because it's just, it's too risky. It's sketchy. It's sketchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is amazing to think that, hey, here's these track racers that are actually getting paid to do this kind of race. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like here it's, it's going to take a while until it gets to that point, especially if, if they don't see the money, it's, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's great. Why, why do you think that is? Oh, that's a good point. Um, I feel like, well, especially like the bike industry here, I mean, you, you don't really make a lot of money in the bike industry. Um, I used to actually work at Chrome Industries, and I was their marketing coordinator. Cool. Um, hey. You see my Chrome bag? <laughs> uh, I did see your Chrome bag. I was like, oh, hey. I remember that. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, I remember, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, we'd have people reach out to us and be like, hey, can you sponsor this? Can you sponsor that? And it's like, dude, I wish, like, I'd love to give you guys money, but... We don't have it. Like, right. and, and that's another interesting um, thing, too, is people assume, like, oh, my God, this is such a big company. They got all this money. And it's people like, assume that for a, for for a, a lot, lot of companies. Yes, yeah. for a lot. And yeah. it's, it's, no, they just did a really good job making themselves look like a big company. But really, I mean, there was only, like, 20 people mm-hmm. uh, working in the office. And, uh, you know, budget-wise, like, things were tight. Money was tight, and that's why it's like, you know, we can't give you money, but, dude, take this bag, take this shirt, here's right. all this swag, you know? So it's like, well, okay, like, mm-hmm. thanks. Um, so I think that's another, that is a big thing is that I think some people are afraid to invest or put money into things because it's like, well, one, do we have the money to do this? And two, is it going to be worth it? So for instance, when you see a company like Red Bull, I mean, Red Bull's huge. Like, Mm -hmm. they sponsor and do so many different sports and athletes. So, you know, when they were sponsoring, you know, Wolfpack Hustle, it's, you know, they had the money. They knew they were going to get the eyes. You know, that's awesome. But if you see, like, you know, a local either sanctioned, unsanctioned crit, it's going to be harder to, you know, convince a company mm-hmm. to be like, hey, can you give us money? Mm-hmm. Here's what we can give you back in return, but we can't guarantee it. Right. So I think the biggest thing is money and risk. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Do people even buy bike products anymore? <laughs> like, I honestly, like, think about it. What do you mean? Yeah, define define. Think bike about products. it. Like, do people, I mean... Because if I had the money, I'd buy it all right now. Yeah, but why yeah. buy it? <laughs> but here's the thing: why buy it when you can just win it? True, right? but you know, think about how many, mm, think about how many people just give away stuff like at races. But it's also is that the stuff you want? So I feel yeah, like okay. I feel like prizes are definitely motivation, but is yeah. that exactly what you want? Yeah. Um, because you know, if you. In terms of like accessories, like you know, shoes, kits, hats, socks, so- socks are huge. Yeah. Oh my god, socks yeah. are huge. Hey, anyone out there throwing a race, socks, dude. Like you cannot go wrong with socks. Everyone loves a pair of socks. Like, Shout out to Forsyth. Right. No. <laughs> Gosh. Like socks on socks, man, for oh. real. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> is that the stuff that you would want to buy? The stuff that they're giving? Oh, you thank you, thank you. You know, yes and no. I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, you don't know if you really need it. Like, um, we actually recently had, like, a little local race um, in San Francisco that was in the Mission Bay area. And um, one of, like, the prizes was, like, 
a little like like a little mini wallet, you know, to like carry, you know, like just just small stuff, you know, mm-hmm. a little little pouch to go under your seat. And you think like, oh yeah, cool, like yeah, I'll use this. Like I never thought about like mm-hmm. buying this or using it, but cool, okay, I have this now. Like that's awesome. Um, but in terms of just like, oh yeah, I want to do that race because they're gonna have a fork. Like I need a fork. Like <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen kids say that shit. Yeah, no, no, totally, no, no, totally. But I feel like it's also that's like so you don't funny. you don't know if you if you need it until like you're there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I feel like the bike industry it's it's hard, especially like Interbike. I feel like has been declining a lot. Um, yeah. A lot and of companies like pulling out because mm-hmm. it's almost like, well, what's the point? Like, sure, you know, you have your new products on display, and then you're gonna have bloggers write about them and say like, is this good? Is this bad? Mm-hmm. Will you buy it? Um, but I mean, it, it takes a lot of money to invest into Interbike. Like, Interbike seems like it's really expensive to set up it a is. booth. And it do that. is. Chrome has a pretty gnarly booth so, over there. So funny thing about that is uh-huh. Chrome doesn't do it anymore. Oh, yeah, no so they actually pulled out because I mean, it got too expensive, and it was kind of like, all right, are we getting what we're paying for? Right. Um, because it started getting to the point where. You know, at first, like the first three days, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then next year, it's okay. The first two days are awesome, and the third day is just a total like whatever. Right. And now it, it's got to the point where it really, the first day, people are like cool, and then they're like f you to the last right. two days and like bounce early. Wow. Um. So I think it it just it's hard because bike products are also very expensive. Yeah. Um. And you know, as much as we love cycling. It's a very expensive hobby, mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to kind of get that money, put it to put it on the side, and then mm-hmm. be like, "All right, cool, I'm going to buy these new Giro shoes that are like three hundred dollars. Why are they three hundred dollars? I don't know, but I want them. Mm-hmm. Um, they so, reflect hella sick, yeah, <laughs> and they look so sick, bro. So that's that's what's hard about the bike industry is that you have all these people that want these products, but they can't afford these products. Right. Um, Will that change? I hope so. I mean, I th- <laughs> you know what I think it is now that I now that I'm thinking about it. If you the the cycling culture is kind of changing, mm-hmm. you know, other than like those elite racers that were there, you had like those weekend warrior type dads, yeah. you know, bro dads that were racing, you know, mm-hmm. or like as we're talking about yesterday, like the masters type guys that ride over the weekends and they have the money. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? They will, you know, pay $300 for those shoes because yeah. they want to stunt on their homies. Yep. You know what I mean? Or stunt. The, 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 yeah, they, they do feel like that. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, yo, check out my new Trek. I paid five grand for this, bro. It's you know crazy. I mean? it's These are older guys that have full time yeah. jobs. No, you know no, what I mean? exactly. So they can afford it. And I think that's where the mark was set high mm-hmm. for those guys because they're like, Athletes, racers aren't buying shit from us. Mm-mm. You know, you're not. They're they're not walking into REI. They're not walking into performance bikes. They're not walking into. I guess name your local bike. <laughs> no, shop. no, no. This is what they're doing. They're trying to find their homie with a QBP account, and they're okay. like, "Yo, can you get me this at wholesale price? Yeah. Cool." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. How much do sponsors cover? I know it seems like such a uh, basic question. You know, it really depends on the team you're on. So, for instance, when I was on YB Normal, YB Normal, YB Normal, <laughs> YB Normal. I don't. I don't know. Um, but when I was on it, you know, for the 2016 season, you know, it was almost, I remember like when I first got the, uh, the Facebook message, um, like, Hey, do you want to be on this team? I remember thinking, is Sick. this a scam? No, no. I thought, is this a scam? Yeah. Cause at first <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 this is kind like like, of like, man, these season. Chinese are on it. No, right. well, it was actually, it was Italian man. So, okay. you know, <laughs> English, English was, was, was pretty good. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. But still I was like, I even had my boyfriend like read, read this, the, the message. I was like, mm-hmm. babe, does, does this sound like a scam? Like I just, I don't know. This just sounds like too good to be true. Right. And he was like, you know, fuck it. What do you have to lose? Like, respond back and I did and 
so it's interesting because YB Normal is technically a European team. Mm-hmm. Um, it started, I think, in Italy or the UK, but you know they're European based. And you know the amazing part about it was the fact like you got your travel paid for, so cool. airfare, hotel, uh, food. Like you got bikes, you got kits, you got helmets, shoes. I mean, you you literally got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I asked, I was like, well, you know, do I actually need to pay for anything? And you know. Like, I remember as a joke, he was like, oh, only the champagne you'll be drinking. Ha, 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 ha. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh, shit. And I was like, I mean, okay, I guess. Yeah, why not? And, that's funny. And, but the like, thing, no, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, right? Champagne, champagne must I mean, be I'm more put like, it in my contract. Yeah, I like red wine, but you know, yeah. I'll do champagne, too. Um, she said red wine. I know, it's a white girl thing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's but, um, but see, that's very rare because... Mm-hmm. I mean that just showed that this team had money. Right. Um, where with American teams, you will not you will not find that at all. Um, that's shitty. Uh-huh. That's and we've it's heard not, a lot of stories like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and it's not because you know it's not like the team doesn't want to help their um, their racers. It's just they don't have the funds to do it. So that's why I know like a lot of like American teams like yeah they'll cover race costs. Maybe they'll cover airfare, but everything else it's like eh, okay sorry guys like that's up to you or mm-hmm. okay we'll cover you know your stay. Uh, maybe some food, but uh, mm-hmm. you got to find how your way to get out there. Right. So I think it's I think that's another reason why Red Hook is big in Europe because there's you know teams willing to pour money into their teams and racers versus in the U.S. and eh, not so much. Mm-hmm. So imagine you know do you want to force all these European racers over to the U.S. and you know kind of pay these hefty air airfare? You know are they going to come out and race where you know, here's these teams in the U.S. that are not putting as much money as the European teams. So, um, so yeah, it's honestly, I got really lucky. I, I don't think I'll find a team like that to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. I mm-hmm. hope I'm wrong. But um, it's, yeah, that's really rare. Like, I remember I even talked to some other um, women on other teams, and they're like, dude, that just doesn't happen. Like, right. Like, that's not normal. And then it's like, well, why be normal? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming from I know, a mile away. I know, right? <laughs> right, I like my it, bad, I like my it. bad. I make, I make bad dad jokes. I love it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that is the biggest thing is just, you know, I think in terms of the bike industry, I think it's a lot stronger and bigger in Europe versus, you know, how it is in the States. And people are afraid hmm. to put their money into something that they don't know if they're going to get what they want out of it. What do you think it's going to take for these companies to be like, fuck yeah? Is it just going to, mm. just more winners, you know, or, or more, like, what is it going to be, you know, for, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that, because when you said that, I thought of how specialized um, was sponsoring Red Hook this year. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that's kind of weird because you don't really associate specialized and track bikes. Not at all. Um, but it also kind of makes you wonder, okay, maybe this is a good sign in terms of here's this American company putting their money into something that, you know, before it was an Italian company. Right. Um, and honestly, I mean, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier is I think it's hype. Mm-hmm. It's it's hype is what's going to maybe make people put money into it. I mean, why else would Specialize, you know, decide like, hey, we want to we wanna sponsor this series and right. we're going to throw these two racers in and, oh, hey, we're going to sponsor these bikes. Like, you know, they obviously see like the return investment mm-hmm. and, you know, that could either just be new eyes on their product. That could be... 
I don't know, man. It could be a lot of things, but the biggest thing is is hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, new hype, new hype. Mm -hmm. That's the big one is it's new hype. It's not something dull, not something boring. Um, And not only that, but you're getting a newer demographic of of people, of audiences, of racers even. Because, you know, who knows? Maybe now someone's going to be like, oh, well, what should my next track bike be? Oh, you know, I remember seeing that specialized at Red Hook. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to say that, but, you know, it's... I don't even know if they're actually developing those, the specialized LAs. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Those were the road crit bikes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, like, I I remember Colin telling us that, like, those were kind of specially made, mm-hmm. you know? But um, they do have, like, the specialized Langsters, yeah. which I like. But, I mean, other than those, like, I think that's it. It know? might be it. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's enough for them to push and sell. Mm-hmm. Or they really just want new a new audience, new eyes on their products. So yeah. it could just it could be a variety there. It could be a Veronica thing. A Verona. That's funny. Why don't we talk a little bit about, um, you know, we were talking about why be normal and mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, Red Hook. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about the situation that happened. The situation. The situation. What? You beat up somebody. Oh what my happened? God, not even, dude. I'm like the <laughs> nicest person ever. What'd you do? Uh, oh, it's not what I did. Okay. It's <laughs> it's more like what our team did. Um, we were just sort of fed up at that point in the season. Um, it kind of all also started with we were supposed to wear these kits, and you know, granted, they they looked cool in terms of you know they were all black and they have like these silver um, outlines. That looked kind of like a Wonder Woman um, outfit. outfit. Okay. Yeah. But they were long sleeved, so you know, it's not like super risque. So like skin suits. Obviously. Yeah, but yeah. skin suit, yeah. But I mean, like it looked cool, but the biggest, at least well, my biggest problem, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the people on the team, just the whole thing was just like red flags, you know, because you have like a breastplate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might have even had some ab outlines. Mm-hmm. But like thing, like I said, think of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weirdest part about it was that there was like, it looked like a chastity belt. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So you had a lock on the front that was like literally right below your belly button. Why was that there? I don't know, but there was a lock and then the silver outlines look like straight up like a, like underwear, like a belt. Not only that, but on the back, it looked like a thong. Uh huh. And so then you're just like, dude, it looks like I'm just straight up wearing like this thong over my skin suit. Like what, what? And you know everyone That's on the team so was everyone on the team was just like they were pissed because mm-hmm. it was like what what are we doing? Because mm-hmm. you know that was the thing is that every race we got a new skin suit, which I mean it's cool. I mean was it necessary? I don't know, but we you know we got a new skin suit. Um, every You'll every race it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but the weirdest part, oh god, and this was really weird, was that they wanted to actually auction off our skin suit. Ew. Yeah. Oh it my was god. <laughs> really weird. No. Really, yeah. Deep. And I don't. I don't know. It was. It was weird, man. It was. Yo, you guys should see my face right now. <laughs> His face. Dean does it. He's like looking around. He's like. I see creep from a mile away. Not it because was, I just. Yeah. I, it, I could smell just like. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to smell it at this auction. Oh no, I don't I'm know. sorry. Just <laughs> kidding. Sorry, bad joke. Uh, uh, like, well, not really is, though. Why? Why be normal? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Oh. No, it oh was weird God. because they wanted to auction it for this girl in Italy that was doing like, I don't know, like some like, I think it was like a student, like she wanted to get into like a, a school or something. I don't know. We're, we're still like wondering like about it. Like, wait, is this legit? This sounds kind of so weird. So you don't have any of the kits right now? 
No. So we, because we were required to return them. And the thing was, we were also required to like sign them. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to auction it off. But the thing is, we were pissed because it's like, no, 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 no. You need to wash this before you auction it. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but you don't wear underwear when you're wearing a skin suit. So, you know, stuff happens. There's an Italian uh, guy with your kit taped to his face right, right? now. Probably, just smelling it. dude. Probably. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It's, like, that's gross. He's like, I see him being super overweight with, like, pasta sauce everywhere. Oh, and he's just man. like. Oh, my so God. hot. <laughs> so hot. So, wait. It was, it was, was it just the female racers? It was just. Well, that's the thing. We were only a female team. Right. And, yeah, it was just the, the just us female racers. So, we were pissed. Like, wait. So, you want us to sign it? That does mean you need to wash it, but then our signatures are going to be off of it. Like it just it, the whole thing just sounded really, really weird. And then, um, oh man, there was there was so much drama that happened at that race. Not not with the teammates. Like uh, the teammates, we all loved each other. We cool. were we were all family. Like cool. we all worked really well together. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about those those women. Like they're they were awesome. They mm-hmm. they were the reason. Like they they made everything great. Everything else, oh god. Um, <laughs> but you know, management-wise, that that was the most stressful aspect. That's of, weird. It, it is weird, and that's why it was like, hey, there's that thing that I was wondering that was going to happen, where you know, this this team seemed too good to be true, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really hard, just you know, dealing with the person that was making this all happen. Um, but anyway, so besides us, you know, not wanting to wear these skin suits. Um, we were like, we were just gonna be like, fuck it. We're just going to bring, you know, whatever we brought to race in. And surprisingly, I don't know how she did it, but our, our team, um, captain Kira McVitie, she was able to talk to the team manager and was like, look, this is embarrassing. This is, this is embarrassing for female racers. Like, we're not going to wear this, like this. I mean, look at this. I have a chastity belt looking thing over my snatch. Yeah. It looks like a thong in the back. A thong in the back. It just seems like and yeah. you want to auction it off. And yeah, you want right. to auction it off. I don't and think you don't I don't think she brought that it. part up, but you know she she was able to. to that is so funny. Yeah, it ridiculous. was, dude. It was it was ridiculous, but she was able to like coolly and calmly explain how she felt, how it made us feel, and that it just it looked like a joke. So we were able to get sharpies and actually color over. The, the the chastity belt part, right. the lock, the thong in the back. So in the pictures, you can't see it because we took Sharpies and just nice. colored over it, which right. was awesome. Because I mean, in a way, like they didn't look that bad. Like I, I thought they were, you know, they were they were cute. Um, it's just, man, that lower half, what was going on? I don't know. But I'm glad that we were at least able to black that part out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the real kicker was, um, you know, because by the end of the season, you know, we all did the Red Hook series and we had the most points. So we Mm -hmm. won the women's team, you know, series. Right, right, right. Cool, fuck yeah. But the thing was, we were so upset with our team manager that we're just like, you know what? We're going to just throw on our Red Hook shirts. Like, okay. Because we're just, we're fed up. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, because it's just, you kind of just felt like... So on the podium, yeah. you guys decided On this. the podium. So if you actually see the winning podium picture, we're all wearing our Red Hook shirts. And okay. that was intentional. Um, because it was just sort of just sending a message. Like, dude, we're not props. Like, you can't just expect us to just put this on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is, like... We were given so much that it was also like we were made also to feel guilty that we were given so much. Ooh, I see. Um, you know, it's kind of like... I could see how that could get to you. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know. Do you think male racers are put under that same type of pressure? Or do you think it was kind mm. of... 
do you think it was different because you guys were an all female team, which is in itself super rare? So um, were you guys put in a position where it's like, look, you guys are an all female team and you guys are getting hooked up? I no, I think he probably would have done the same for male racers. Um, just I think because male racers get jacked too. Yeah, no, I think way. everyone everyone gets jacked. But mm-hmm. what sucked kind of on our end was that we never had really any say of what we were gonna wear. You know, like here, this is what you're wearing. Like, take it. Um, it's like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Did you really want to design your kits, or you just wanted something well, more no, realistically well, no, no, modest? No, no, no. It wasn't. I wanted to design the kits. It was mm-hmm. more like, hey, check this out. This is what you guys are gonna wear. Like, I see. Do you just have like any any opinion? Like, mm-hmm. is there anything that maybe might make you feel uncomfortable? Anything weird? Because um, you know, on some of our kits, there's definitely some some questions. Um, but I think this one for Milan was the biggest one because it was just like straight up like we look like we're wearing underwear Mm -hmm. we look like we're being sexualized like Mm -hmm. it was just weird and you know granted I try to see things from different perspectives and maybe maybe the team manager thought like no it's Wonder Woman it's cool like Mm -hmm. this is feminism and it's like nope nope not at all and (laughs) you know I mean he's an older guy so it could also just be like a generational thing Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like he didn't like understand why we were so upset and that's why, like, you know, we had to have someone, like, you know, talk it, like, nice, cool, calm, slow. Cool. Because, I mean, one of my other teammates was just ready to, like, rip his head off. And mm-hmm. granted, there was other things that happened during that race. What was your you team know? captain's name again? Uh, Kira McVitie. Kira McVitie. Yeah, Good she, for her. she's awesome. Um, I mean, where's she from? Uh, she's from the UK. Cool. And, you know, I think my, my favorite part about her is that she really just doesn't give a fuck. Like, she has this <laughs> attitude where it's like, Okay, and? And mm. it's just, like, I don't know. I love that. Because, like, for me, like, I'm, like, I'm hella sensitive, you know? Mm. Like, I'm, like, Drake. Like, yeah. I okay. I might cry a lot. I got mm-hmm. a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Where with her, she's, like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. it's, like, and I love that. I really appreciate that because it's, you know, it's kind of rare. And it, it makes things easier to mm. deal with, you know? Um, so especially with the team, it it made it easier to deal with the team manager because it's, like, she's, like, not freaking out, so I'm not going to freak out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And um, and then that's a big thing about, you know, having teammates is that you got to you gotta support each other, you know, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically. Like, you guys are family. Yeah. And if, if it don't work with you, then it's not going to work. At all. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. So what happened after? Oh, you know, so after was the weirdest thing. Um Especially because, so after our race, like, our team manager didn't talk to us. Uh, like, it was, it was weird. And then after the podium thing, he didn't talk to us. So he just, he, it was weird. We ignored each other. It, you know, it's like, here's this team of girls. Like, we're all having fun, like, smiling, giggling, like, mm-hmm. happy, loving life. And Spice Girls playing in the yeah, background. Yeah, it, it really was. Oh, mm-hmm. God, it, it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, it was basically like, yeah, just spice up your life, you know, at yeah. Red Hook. And, um, but it was just really, like, awkward that, you know, then here's our team manager. You know, it's just we're avoiding eye contact. We're not talking. Yeah. It's just the vibes were so weird. It was really stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely the most stressful experience was just, 
you know, management side, racing side was the most fun. Like that was like the least stressful, which is funny because you think, oh my God, here I am in this race. Oh my God, am I going to clip this wheel? Am I going to crash out? What's going to happen? Where no, no, not at all. It was, it was really, hey, what time am I going to arrive at the airport? Am I going home? How am I getting here? What is going on? Mm -hmm. Um, That was the biggest thing is what the hell is going on? And I think there was just a lot of miscommunication. So that was another hard thing about being on um, a different team that was based in a different country was that, you know, because, you know, our, our manager is Italian, there was a lot of miscommunications and emails because, you know, Google Translate, it doesn't translate 100%. Get so, the fuck out. So that's really how you're conversating <laughs> with this guy? A lot of the time, yeah. Like, he spoke English. Like, his English was really good, but... Yeah, he would basically just take, like, our emails, Google Translate them, so they might just sound kind of weird. And I think the last email he sent us, he was just, like, fed up with us, and it was all in Italian, so we had to Google Translate that. Wow. Yeah, it was just, it was was an experience. But, uh, yeah, would I do it again? No. Um, not at all. I mean, not with that team, obviously. Is not that with that. Saying? Not with that team manager. Yeah. Um, the team of women. Oh my god, I would love to race with them again. But in terms of the team manager, no way. Um, it's not worth it. You know, mm-hmm. you might think, but you get to fly for free. You get to stay in a hotel for free. You get this. You get that. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but in the end, like I was so stressed out. Like I was in tears. Like mm-hmm. I like, I, I at one point I didn't want to race because it was mm-hmm. just it just got so stressful and it wasn't even the race itself it was just like all the internal things that were going on so yeah I don't know you gotta you and gotta how are you supposed to race under those conditions right yeah that makes absolutely no sense no whatsoever. sense at all you know no like sense. I could see racing being your getaway almost, yeah no and know? that's the thing it, it really was the getaway once you were in there you're mm-hmm. like okay cool like I'm forgetting all the bullshit that's Ooh. happening in the background now I get to actually focus on what I want to do. Um, but then when it came down to the bullshit, it, it sucked, you know, especially because I felt like favorites were played. Um, oh, that's annoying. That, it was annoying, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, especially like a couple people quit like during the season and, you know, that's a bad look too. It's, it's a bad, definitely, definitely bad, which explains like why, you know, they asked me to come on cause it's like, well, Hey, we need, we need to keep a strong line of women. Like mm-hmm. you want to come in and it's like, okay, sure. Right. Like, I've never been sponsored like this before, so hell yeah, I took it. Yeah, definitely. Um, But it definitely raises questions. So it just, you know how they say, like, money can't buy you happiness. It's it's the same thing with this. It's kind of like, yeah, you get all the, all like, you get everything. Mm-hmm. You basically, here, you're like, hey, I'm going to hand you, like, your bike career for the season. Right. But, oh, I'm an asshole, so let's see if you can put up with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't do it. Um and I don't want to do it. Some people might be able to handle it and tune that out, but it's, I don't know, especially if you're working directly with someone that's, you know, wanting you to race, to do all these things. If they're stressing you out, it's just, it's not fucking worth it. No. Unless you got, like, the hardest backbone in the world. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I was miserable in terms of that aspect of it. But even those end up shattering, too. Yes. You know? they. Ooh, that was deep. It is deep. <laughs> I know. I know. You know? It's like... You know, you could have the hardest, you could really do your best to be strong and be like, I'm going to power through this shit, yeah. you know? But when it breaks, it motherfucking breaks, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes you wish you didn't take it to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, that's interesting. Do you uh, do you have any other teams that you might try to jump on? Is there something you're thinking about? Um, I mean, you, I want to keep doing... What's your 2017 plans? Oh, my 2017 plans. Um, well, I'm planning on doing definitely like more road racing, not okay. on like the professional level. Like I love road. Um, you know, love riding, but I'm 
personally, I don't think I can go pro only because I don't see myself that serious. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Uh, I am 27. Okay. I am 20, yeah, 27, 27. Like 20, uh, how to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am 27 and I don't know. I just, I want to just ride a bike and have fun. And yeah. I think, I think that's the beauty of like, you know, riding on a track bike is that you just fucking get on and you go. You don't have mm-hmm. to think about what gear you're on. You don't have to think about, I don't know. I'm like really bad with like heart rate monitors and cadence. I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just want to ride my bike. Yeah. Um, so Good for you because there are a lot of people that are into that science. They're like, yo, and, dude, what's your ratio, bro? Yeah, no, no. And, you know? and it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I think the science is a beautiful thing. It's just for me, like I, I, I can't retain it very well. Like mm-hmm. I can't really digest the science very well, which is why I think I get a little turned off in terms of like – Oh, let's go pro. Like I can't, mm-hmm. man, I'm not that serious and smart to do it, but I'll yeah. just ride my bike. Um, but in terms of 2017, um, I'm, I'm on a new team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to like say it yet, but I'm on a new team. Cool. Um, they're based in the UK. So I'm really stoked, um, to be, to even have another team pick me yeah. up. Cause I wasn't yeah. sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to have to go back to YB normal cause I really didn't want to. Um, I hope you wouldn't though, right? No, no. Okay. And actually the biggest thing, um, one of my teammates told me was that, you're worth more than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know when she said that, I was like, damn, like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. So why yeah. normal does have a team for next season. Uh, they do. Um, I don't know, no idea who's on it. I know that the majority of who the people that were on or the women that were on it, uh, for 2016 are not going to be on it. Um, for 2017, uh, at least not, I know, I don't think everyone completely quit. There might be one person that might um, come back on, but besides that, yeah, it looks like they're going to have a definitely new roster for 2017. Um, and I just want to, you know, do all the red hooks for 2017, just keep going until I can't go anymore. Right, um, right. But honestly, I just want to just ride my bike. Like, that's, I, I want to ride my bike, I want to race my bike. Um, you know, if I could podium on a red hook, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the other thing, so this is the beauty of Red Hook is that, you know, there is there is a women's category. But not only that, but the women's field are getting bigger, are getting stronger. So, you know, I tell myself someday I'll get on that podium. But, man, if there's more competition, it's definitely going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. You know, um, I have this conversation with our co-host, uh, Ronnie, every once in a while. He talks about how fast the males uh, the men's races, you know, and it's kind of scary, yeah. you know, when you're like, like literally every race is like a couple of miles faster, Yeah, you know, literally just a couple of miles. It doesn't sound like a lot of miles to people, but no, it, it, you adds know, up. It, it adds up, you know, I think, I think another big thing too is, um, racing domestically versus racing internationally, I because I noticed a big difference from racing in Brooklyn to, let's say racing in Milan, mm-hmm. like definitely a lot faster. And I think it just goes with the men as well. It's just, you know, you have these different guys with, you know, probably different ways of training, you know, especially where they're living, you know, high altitude, low altitude. Um, but it's interesting when you're racing with people in different countries, because you definitely see the difference Right. and it's fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah, I was interested. I was curious. You said why be normal still going to have a team. Mm -hmm. Um, is there a big pool of women to pull from in Europe? I'd I'd say so. Like even way more than the United States, right? Because Mm. because cycling seems like their culture out out there is like Mm -hmm. so much so much more vast. You know? No, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I I'm not an expert. I can't tell you. you. I definitely don't know the numbers. Um, But no, there's definitely strong women. Um, I mean, I think that's why why be normal was so unique in terms of that we had 
you know, six, seven women from different parts. You know, we had three women from the UK, one from Germany, one from Australia. Um, at one point there was one from Italy and I'm me from, you know, California. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of amazing that we were this international team, but at the same time it sucked because like we couldn't really like train together. Like really when we raced is the first time like being together. Um, but you know, it was cool because we all vibed well, and I think we kind of we were able to figure out like, okay, I'm gonna be on your wheel, or okay, you're really good at sprinting, like I'll let you go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, I think we got lucky in terms of we worked well together. That's good. I think you've brought up really interesting points. Um, at the very basis of a of a team, it's you know the personalities and it's mm-hmm. people, and I think sometimes you know you see you know we see these guys racing or and, and women racing week after week. And we start to think of these athletes as like, you know, almost like superheroes, yeah. you know? Thus maybe the Wonder Woman. Yeah, hey. But you forget that, you know, at the at the end of the day, you guys still have to work together mm-hmm. and you guys have to you guys have, you know, world world problems and, yeah. and that you guys have to figure out and power through. What advice do you have for those athletes that, you know, might have conflicting views with their team managers or with their, you know, sponsors, but they don't necessarily want to speak out because maybe they're scared of like burning a bridge Mm -hmm. or they're scared of just looking crazy because, you know, they don't want to seem unprofessional. And it Mm -hmm. seems like, you know, yourself and and the rest of the, you know, team handled yourselves with a lot of grace and a lot of, you know, but Mm -hmm. you guys still had a lot of integrity and you guys still Mm -hmm. were able to tread that line where it's like, no, like we're not going to do this Mm -hmm. because you guys are paying for this and that and the other. Like this just goes against our, you know, moral values and Mm -hmm. our core and our ethics. So how do you tread that line as an athlete? Because I mean, there is a lot on the line. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot on the line. Um, For me, like me personally, like I don't like confrontation. I don't like drama. Like it's just, oh my god, just thinking about it, I'm like, ugh, no way. Um, So when all the stuff was happening on the team, it was hard to deal with because it was just like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And so you know, having your teammates and kind of everyone coming to a formal agreement, like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to say. That helps. Um, Because I feel like doing something like this by yourself is really hard, Um, especially I feel like when people are, you know, saying something as one person, it's so easy for them to be singled out. But when you say it as, like, a team, um, I feel like it's it gets better absorbed, like, Mm Because, you know, it's, it's not just one person, you know, kind of talking against something. It's, it's this whole group. So, it, man, if, if you feel the same, you know, with your teammates about something that's making you feel weird, uncomfortable, um, then, yeah, man, stand, stand together and, and do something. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's so much easier having someone with you that has the same feelings about you know, how you're feeling and being like, all right, let's do this. Let's, we're not, we're not going to stand for this. So we're going to do this. And it's like, oh shit, are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, dude, why not? And like I said, going back to when my teammate was like, you know, your self-worth, like you're so, you're worth more than this. Mm -hmm. You know, what's happening at this moment? It's just like, fuck, that is such a good point. And so I always keep that in my mind is like, is this worth it? You know, is, am I worth it? Are they worth it? You know, and what am I going to do? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the advice I can give is just 
be a team and, and deal with it as a team together. You know, if there's an issue, speak out as a team about it because it's easier, I feel like, when it's a, the team kind of, you know, bringing up these issues versus just one person because then someone's going to be like, well, well, they're just being a baby. They're just complaining. Right. Where if it's multiple You know how people, lucky she is? Yeah, yeah, right. But then if it's like, if it is like, you know, almost everybody or, you know, more than one person, you know, complaining about the same thing, then it's like, okay, maybe there is an issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes with anything. It could go with bike racing, with, you know, I don't know, like your laptop. Like, oh my God, your laptop battery keeps dying. Oh, you, no way, my laptop battery keeps dying. Oh, what, mine keeps dying too. Mm-hmm. So then everyone's complaining and then, oh shit, this is a problem, let's fix it. Right. First, if it's just one person, it's like, well, maybe, I don't know, man, maybe you just got a bad one. So it's, yeah. it's just... Sorry, that was a really weird analogy. No, but, but it makes sense. But it could be like with anything. So That's I feel hilarious. like, you know, going, going as a team. I was know. trying hard to figure it out. I know. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Basically I'm really find the good same at common denominator. I, mean, I give shitty analogies all the oh, time. Oh, was that pretty shitty? Yeah. My bad. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> damn, damn. No, what it is, damn. it's like you're talking and you say something and then you go, was that good? Was that good? Yeah, was yeah. that good? Yeah, was you that know? good? I don't and know. And so, no, I get it. I get it. But basically, I mean, the point is, you know, speaking up together about it. Of course. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you love your teammates, oh, my God, that makes it so much easier. If you maybe have issues with your teammates, um, you know, maybe find another maybe team. Maybe your fucking computer battery. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe you yeah. are just... <laughs> well, I use that analogy because I guess something with the MacBook Pros, the new ones, they said the battery sucks. So just, get out of here, really? Yeah, the newer ones. So uh, if anyone's looking to get one, keep that in mind. Wow. Um, the ones with the cool sliding yeah, door on them? Yeah, yeah, the, the brand spanking new ones. So Consumer Report was like, yeah, your batteries suck. And Apple's like, what? That's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. So that that's why, yeah, laptop analogy. My bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'll try no, harder next it. time. I'm a huge <laughs> Apple fan. I've only owned Apple computers my whole entire life. Oh, you're that guy. I am that no. guy. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. My dad only purchased Apples, as far as I can remember, since the 90s, early 90s. <laughs> no, but I really think, you know, some people might say, oh, well, why would we want to complain to you know our sponsors but i think mm-hmm. it's a pretty common thing yeah and i mean and, and you have to think into account you know personalities and egos and mm-hmm. and you know some i don't know just don't be i guess you know you're saying you know don't be afraid to ask for for what you what you want yeah I mean, there's always a middle ground. There's always a compromise. Mm-hmm. But the compromise, I feel like, is easier to achieve when you have someone else wanting that same thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing in women's cycling, especially, is that, you know, I notice, you guys probably notice, you know, a lot of women are getting, like, sexualized in women's cycling. Yeah. And, but what's interesting is that there are also women speaking out against it. And it's it's kind of liberating to, like, see, like, Oh shit, someone's actually saying something. Can I ask you something about that? Yeah, what's up? What do you think about the women that are in it sexualizing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh no, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like, you know, there it seems like there's a very interesting like group. There's like those mm-hmm. women that are like, no, you know, like mm-hmm. we're not sexualizing ourselves, we're not putting ourselves in like kits and showing our ass on Instagram. Yeah. But there's that also that other group mm-hmm. that's like, yo, look at this what's kit. Up? Yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what you think about um, this ass type shit, you know? So you know, that's just interesting. Do you get mad point. at those women or you're just like, yeah, you um, know? You know, it really depends. I, I personally don't get mad. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, what is she thinking she's doing? Like, that's awful. Because, you know, growing up, um, I didn't have a lot of, I guess, 
you know, like I didn't grow up knowing a lot about feminism just because right. I was, I was always surrounded by guys, you yeah. know, um, just also coming from like a Russian family. It was just, I don't That's know. Tight. It was very, I don't know. Like, Shout man. out to the homie Stanislav in Sacramento, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. It was just like growing up, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of things like went over my head. So okay. especially like now with like social media and seeing a lot of women, you know, speaking out against, you know, like this chick, like in a fucking thong wearing shoes on a track bike. Really yeah. weird. Um I mean, now it doesn't go over my head, but before stuff would like would go over my head because I'd just be like, oh, okay, whatever, that's whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's a picture for a guy, you know, like that, that's it. Yeah. But now seeing like how women feel about it, it's like I take a step back and I'm like, oh shit, that is actually really fucked up. Like, yeah. why, why do you need to do that? Right. So I feel like the women that are posing and, you know, maybe provocatively and whatnot, you have to ask yourself too, are they models or are they cyclists? If they're models, well, yeah, they're just doing it, you know, for money, a quick buck. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but if they're cyclists, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know, I guess, how, what to say to that. See, it's, and that's, yeah. that's, that's where my thing has been because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I, under, I totally understand where these girls are coming from. Just being a guy, realistically, like standing back and looking at this, mm-hmm. you know, but like, what's up with these other girls? Yeah, they look great. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. in their kits, you know, and they're showing off, you know. I appreciate a good photo, you know. Yeah. But like, that's, I, I, I've always wondered what other women think about that. You know what I mean? I think mean? it's weird, too, because... You know, you kind of don't really mix sex with cycling. Right, right, Um, right. So when you see it, you're like, this doesn't go together. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, I mean, this might be kind of a weird analogy, but I remember when Chrome had their whole big, you know, blow up about the naked or half naked girl passing out, you know, flyers for um, a sale that they were doing. It was like for New York um, City Anti-Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. Uh, This happened last year. And... It was weird because first, Chrome's not known for posting like pictures of women provocatively, right? And second, they were basically using sex to sell their you know, their promotion mm-hmm. that they were having, and so it was because you know Chrome was known you know for you know being in the cycling community, so mixing you know the kind of this sex appeal with Chrome, you're like what what? And I feel like it's the same thing with with cycling. It's mm-hmm. like you don't really mix half naked girls on bikes. And I'm, I'm, I know there's going to be dudes out there that are like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I love that shit. Uh-huh. I was, yeah. I was you just, know, there's totally going to be dudes like that. Like, yeah, I get it. You're a dude. You're into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, for women, when we see that, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, why would you mix macaroni and cheese with fucking... I don't know, Pop Tarts. Like, that's weird. No one does that. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yo, there's some stoners out there that are like, yo, that sounds, yo, that sounds bomb. real good. Let me that's, get that right now. I like that salty, sweet uh, flavor, yo. Sweet and savory. <laughs> God damn. Uh, well, we, were, we were talking about this subject a little yesterday with Joe, Miss mm-hmm. Joe Celso. And kind of what Dean's talking about is it's that really fine line and treading mm-hmm. between, I'm a badass cyclist. Yeah. Right. But on the flip side of the spectrum, I also have sex. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm a sexual being, but not a sexual object. Yeah. So I think Dean to answer, to kind of like answer your question, you know, based on the interview that we had yesterday, I think it's, it's kind of a matter of is the woman being objectified to sell a product mm-hmm. or is she basically saying, Hey, look at me, I'm bomb, which is Okay, yeah. right? And it, and it is and it is kind of tricky and it is kind of It's like, really tricky. I'm yeah. not it's it's kind of it's really tricky and I think this is a just being a guy like I I don't 
you know, I don't want to be called a creep because I'm like, yo, she looks good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, she looks good in that kit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, just look at her shape or whatever. But it's still at the same time, like, I don't know, Instagram is... Well, no, I mean, if you see, you know, like, you know, this badass, like, cyclist chick, mm-hmm. you know, in her kit, on her mm-hmm. bike, like, looking like a babe, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a badass. But it might be a little bit different if it might be, you know, some chick that's wearing just her jersey and she's in, like, little tiny, like, a thong or something. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's kind of... It's, or she it has is. her bibs on, kind of, like, hanging off, and she's, like, holding herself looking back at the camera. What? Like what Damn. accounts are you following, Damn. I know, dude? right? Like, like, what? <laughs> I just, like, all yeah. types of crazy You've seen some shit. I've seen it. Um, you know what I mean? I'm a photographer. I'm really good at searching oh, shit. God. I'm a creative designer as well. Oh, yes. you know what I mean? oh. Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Creative designer, creative director, whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Call me, you right. know. But um, <laughs> oh my God, it's yeah. I've always just been kind of curious, like where is that? Yeah, and I, I wish I could tell you, um, only because, like I said, a lot of things go over my head. Um, and then, you know, if it wasn't for a lot of my friends that like speak out against this, right. I feel like now I'm more aware. Because right. seriously, before I was just like, oh, I don't see the problem. Oh, there's the problem. There it wow, is. Yeah. that is a problem. Yeah. Holy shit! How yeah. did I miss that? And that brings up a really good point. You know, it takes time mm-hmm. for things to change. And when you're when you live in a society, and I hate to get like, you know, political or you know, super like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. but viva la raza. But it's like when you're in a society where women have been objectified mm-hmm. for a really long time, <laughs> women uh-huh. are used to like, hey, if I just show my ass and my tits, like it's gonna garner mm-hmm. attention. And so it takes a while for it to be like, hey, like I don't have to do that. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it's respectable. I mean, people have to survive. People have bills to pay, and it's, you know, they're very real-world problems. But I think with time, I mean, hopefully it changes, you know? Because right. women have to realize that they don't, you know, we don't have to use our bodies to, yeah. to sell. Well, I think to- what's annoying is that companies are using women as objects to sell things, especially in the biking industry, because it just it doesn't work. It's weird. It's like, okay, so are you selling this bike with this beautiful woman on it to... <laughs> To a man or to a woman? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Because if you're trying to get the female audience, you're failing hard. I have, a, I have a funny interbike story. I remember going to interbike one year, and I walked up to this one booth. And obviously, it's in Las Vegas or <laughs> oh whatever. Gosh. I walked up to this one booth, and there are, like, these stripper-looking girls behind the booth, you know? Like, oh, they were no. legit, like, Vegas strippers. <laughs> legit strippers. Yeah. And Not fake ones. Not fake. Not fake. <laughs> they were just... But they were in, like, regular clothes, you mm. know what I mean? And I was like... and. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but I could see strippers from a mile away, even in civilian clothes. Oh, and wow, so, man, dude. yeah, it's. I'm, <laughs> so you have a stripper radar. Okay. I do. I do. Okay. I, I I have Noted. a very interesting radar, and so um, I see these girls, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm gonna walk up to this booth. I walk up to the booth, and it's kind of like a hydration booth or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. And they're like, "Oh, you want to try this? You want to try that's that?" That's so funny. Can we just take a moment? Yeah, to that's like, <laughs> at the thirst booth. There's yeah. two faux strippers. Yeah. Hey, hey, like they say, the thirst is real. The thirst is real. You know what I mean? The thirst is really real. You know. And so I'm there, and I'm like, "So what is this?" You know? And they're mm. like, "Oh, this is hydration for electrolytes and this and that and the other." And me being the asshole that I am, I'm like, "They they didn't say electrolytes." They hit me with some other scientific term. I was like, what is that? And they <laughs> oh, just no. looked at me with a dead face. And they're like, you we called them out. They, I, yep, that's my thing. And they're <laughs> like, um, you know, honestly, we don't know. 
I was like, what do you mean you don't know? And then that's Aww. me just being the like, let's let's talk here. What do you mean you don't know? Yeah. You guys, do you guys not work here? And they're like, no, we Jeez, don't work dude. here. You know, Damn, they're like, dude. we just got, we just got hired by the owner. I was like, what do you mean? What do you guys do? They're like, we're dancers. And oh, I was like, you oh. called it. Oh yeah, of course. God. And so, and I was like, oh no way. And they're like, yeah. I was like, well. There's a lot of fun here. You guys enjoy yourselves. Okay, let me take a couple of these. You should have at least told them that it had electrolytes on it. No, yeah. I don't know what to tell them after that. I got the information I needed. Because oh, so you could have been <laughs> like, by the way, if anyone asks, yeah, it's electrolytes. It's electrolytes. <laughs> this is what electrolytes do. Yeah. But no, it was, uh, and I didn't understand that. I was like, why does he have to hire these girls for that? Do you know what I mean? Like Hype. It's the hype. It's the hype. Yeah, but That's like... The word, the word of this interview is hype. The word of the interview is hype, <laughs> but like, do you, do you want that kind of hype? Like, do you want like, like these big breasted, like, you know, obviously like injected ass shot type women working at your booth at Interbike? For not real. that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with like if you if you want to put you know Jello or whatever you need to put in your. Well, oh, no, body. I think I think in general, like, you're cool with that. I mean, to each his own. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, no, no. I'm I feel, not cool with that shot. I feel like I'm I'm cool with that if it's the right event. So okay. that's you know if it's at Interbike, it, that's weird. You don't mix you know women like that with an event like this. But if it was the Adult Video Awards, you'd be cool, right? Well, yeah, because I mean, Ex- they're dancers. Like exactly, it, it is in their profession. It mm-hmm. is in their field. But obviously, you know, being in this weird bike industry yeah. <laughs> convention, yeah, that's not in their field. But it if, seems yeah, so like, weird. If a woman to me. wants to get plastic surgery for her, just because she wants to, you mm-hmm. know, in her in her opinion, you mm-hmm. know, a big booty and big boobies look good, then she should be allowed to do so. But it's the problem <laughs> comes in when she's objectified. In order to, you know, to forward or move, you know, propel someone else's agenda. Yeah. That's which, the problem. Which is exactly what happened here, where you have yeah. these women trying to sell these, you know, yeah, this exactly. hydration. These hydration packs or whatever they were. I wish I remembered. I wish I took a photo of them, too. Just so I could remember, <laughs> like, what they, because I just, I remember, because they were next to the... <laughs> the one um, coconut, like, water, oh, like, things, yeah. you know, oh, kind of, like, huh. near that entire yeah. area. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a mind no, tangent no. right now. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like reliving the moment. I, I am know. reliving the You're moment. You're like in Vegas right <laughs> now. I am. I am. That's funny. Uh, so tell us, where can we, you know, where can people find you riding here in the Bay Area? What are some of your favorite bike rides? Ooh. Where are some of the people you ride with? Yeah, yeah. tell us about the yeah. riding yeah. scene pa- here pa- in San Francisco. a photo for us here. Yeah. Oh, man, a photo. Um, photo. Well, first off, San Francisco, beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It is. Um, you know, I've, grown up in the Bay Area. I've done quite a bit of traveling, you know, thanks to, to bike racing. Mm. And I don't know, just nothing nothing compares to the Bay Area. Uh, maybe Seattle. Seattle's really beautiful, too. But um, there's just something... How, how do I say this? So what's cool about the Bay Area is you have San Francisco, you have, you know, you got downtown, all these buildings. But then if you go on the other side of the city, you got this beautiful beach, just houses, um, you know, it's a lot more mellower. But then if you go north, you have Marin. And Marin is beautiful because you have these beautiful hills. You have, you know, the redwood trees. You know, you can get lost in, in the North Bay. And then you also have the East Bay, mm-hmm. which is like a whole other terrain of its own. And same thing. You get lost in the hills. Um, everywhere is very unique. And so what I really like about the Bay Area is the fact is that if you go north, if you go south, if you go east, 
there's so much writing to do and it doesn't even feel like you're in California. Like you always feel like you're somewhere different Mm -hmm. or you're in a different part of California. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do your urban writing, go do your urban writing. If you want to get lost in the woods, you know, go to Marin. Um, If you want to just go, you know, ride the coast, like go down highway one. Um, And, you know, so you ask like, oh, where do I ride? What do I do? Um, I used to ride into Marin a lot. Um, My least favorite part, though, ironically, is actually going over the Golden Gate Bridge because you think, oh, but it's so beautiful. Like, why would you not like that? And it's because... Because it's hella traffic. It's the tolls. Well, no, not only that, but, you know, so you're not actually allowed to go onto the roads of the Golden Gate Bridge. And so they normally have a bike lane on one side and then they have a pedestrian walkway on the other. Uh, The problem is they only have the bike lane open during certain hours. So if you're not on it during certain hours, you actually have to be on the pedestrian path. And it's a lot of tourists and you're like, on your left. Stopping on your and left going, and they yeah. like go left and you're just like ah or you know people, <laughs> or they go right <laughs> or they go right like it's 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 really stressful because you're just like dude I just want to get past you like can you please just get out of the way mm-hmm. and then when you're on the bike path you also have like the Blazing Saddles tourists, which is the bike company that rents bikes um, to tourists oh, in, yeah. in San Francisco. Oh. So we call them, you know, Blazing Saddles. That's so you have sad. so you have people on their on their like you know little little mountain bikes that don't know how to ride a bike, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like it looks like they're steering a boat, and they're just yeah. like, oh my god, where am I going? What am I doing? And you're just like, dude, let me go around you. You're like keep your line, um, you piece of shit. No, I'm nicer than that. I'll just <laughs> oh, be like, are? hey. <laughs> Watch it. Um, but then you also have the people that just stop in the middle of the road and just yeah. like take selfies because, I mean, hey, you're on the Golden Gate Bridge, but it sucks because then you're just like, oh, my God, I'm about to hit you or, oh, my God. Like, I, it just, it's, 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 it's chaotic. But then mm-hmm. once you get past that, then it's like a beautiful descent um, if you want to go into Sausalito or it's a beautiful climb if you want to go up to Hawk Hill. And that's where you find like a beautiful view of just cool. the bay and the bridge. Um, uh, every Sunday I actually used to do this thing called the fixie poo and it's poo because it's short for port of Oakland. Okay. And yeah. So we're not okay. pooping. We're not pooping. We're just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so basically what this is, is we would be on our track bikes mm-hmm. Sunday morning, meet up at bicycle coffee in Oakland. And then we would ride out to the port of Oakland and actually just kind of do like training drills. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, there's really cool. Yeah. It was really, it's really cool because there wasn't a lot of cars. Is it still um, going now? Not right now, just because it's been cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I've personally been lazy because I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to wake up early and do it. But mm-hmm. honestly, mostly because it's just been so cold here. And right. I know that's like nothing compared to, you know, other parts of the nation. Um, because when we say it's cold here, it's it's nothing for someone in like the Midwest or the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We're just not used to, you know, when it gets below like 50 degrees here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it was kind of like the track fixie season, um, we would be doing that like every Sunday, just like meeting up there, just, you know, pulling each other, doing sprints. Cool. Um, and actually on Tuesdays, they do the same thing, but with road bikes. Cool. And um, yeah, so if you want to be really fast and really good on your road bike, then you would go out to the Port of Oakland on Tuesday nights and they would just be doing drills and kind of like mini races. That's what Joe says she does. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you think she's so fast, dude. She's she, mm-hmm. she knows what's up. She's riding with just really fast people. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest tip too I'd give to people is, you know, if you want to get fast, ride with fast people. But like, I'm afraid of being dropped. No, well, guess what? You're going to get over and get back on. <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you do. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the beauty of like when you get dropped, well, guess what? If you see somebody coming, get on their wheel. Exactly. Um, you can't just assume once you get dropped, all right, that's it. I'm done. Like, I'm mm-hmm. out. It's like, no, 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 no. 
there's no there's no like motorcycle coming up and yelling yeah. at you to get off. Like no no no, you can, you can get back that's on. Just funny. wait for your moment. Because uh-huh. yeah. um, I mean that's that's really all it is is just pushing yourself and going until you really can't go anymore. Yeah, and it's easy to give up. Totally easy to give it's up. It's very easy to but, give up. You know, you don't feel good about it. When when is this starting back up? You think? Um, you know what? I feel like it's probably going to start back up. Probably maybe. I should, I should personally start it back up early because it's sort of kind of like community-based. Like really oh, okay. anyone can get on Facebook and be like, yo, who wants to meet up? Like, let's go on Sunday. I, I noticed uh, Ash Ketchum. Yeah, you know? of course. Do Smash. Yeah, Smash Ketchum. She uh, she was in the L.A. area a lot and mm-hmm. she... She moved up here. Right? Yeah, she we got her. I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm really happy about that. I'm actually kind of... It's cool seeing sort of the migration of mm-hmm. like... You know, LA cats moving up to the Bay Area, and she's she's one of them, and it's it's been really nice having her too because it's cool just sort of having especially more women cyclists in the scene. So um, I saw that yeah, she's been trying to like host some rides, the bicycle uh, coffee one. Yeah, yeah, yep. she she did one at, in the LA, the bicycle mm-hmm. coffee one. Yeah, actually, that photo that she used, I shot it. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm I know. A photographer. And so oh, yeah. humble brag. <laughs> I know. No, it's not a humble <laughs> brag. I'm bragging. He's like, no, it's not humble. No, at all. not humble. It's a brag. Arrogant, That's arrogant. Yeah. Ass photo. That's the sickest photo I've ever seen. So sick, and so, <laughs> thanks, thanks. She's not paying me for it, but so whatever. Um, no, but I I used to do her ride down there. Nice. You know what I mean. Yeah, and so yeah. like that was a lot of fun. And so it's cool to see her. Like mm-hmm. I guess anybody could just take it up and keep it going. So I saw yeah. her post. I guess a week or so, however long recently mm-hmm. that she's uh, she's taking up that responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's the best way. Like the best way. Like riding is done in the Bay Area is just all through Facebook and mm-hmm. social media, mostly Facebook and. Instagram like for instance like there's like a thread on Facebook called fuck it let's go riding nice. and it's ah. uh, the East Bay chapter and it's basically That's anyone funny. that posts on Facebook they're like yo I'm gonna go ride like Joaquin Miller like I'm leaving at 7 like Come um, come through. You know? Fuck it, let's go. Yeah, and That's it's so and it's cool. and it's cool. It's just like pretty much open to anybody. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll join you. It's a good way of just like throwing it out there that yo, I'm gonna do this ride and anyone can come. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing too. At least my experience in the Bay Area is that nothing's like been like exclusive, you know, or inclusive. I get that confused. Damn it. Exclusive. Ex- okay. I was exclusive. Say exclusive. Yeah. So it's like everyone's very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want to do this ride? Yeah, come on. Like, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. you want to climb this mountain? Yeah, let's go. Like, honestly, I think the hardest part about any ride, any race is waking up. Yeah. Really. That's, once you get out of bed, guess what? You can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you put on those cleats, that bib, you get mm-hmm. on that bike, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting out of bed, though, God, that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. So, and honestly, I got to do a shout out just to the internet for fucking making, you know, this shit happen. You know, maybe. Shout out to the internet. Shout out to the internet. Shout out What's to up? Al Gore for it. You know what I'm saying? JK, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, but I think, I think that's the amazing thing about social media is being able to reach so many people and just getting people to go out and ride. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I love like. You know, you know how like on Facebook you get like event invites and yeah. you know half the time yeah. you might not look at them, but when you do, it's like, oh shit, someone's doing this ride this weekend. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Down. That's you how know. you know you get a lot of event invites. And you're like, oh, you don't look at them. You well, wait. no, because some of them I are. I look at every <laughs> single one. I get like one. I every don't. Single one. <laughs> well, no, because I 
feel like a lot of them too are just like, Half oh, come to canceled. this house house party or, <laughs> mm-hmm. or not house party, but like that's true. Like kickback. oh, here, here's this like ra- no, not even kickback. Like mm-hmm. I'm down to go to those. No, it's like random events. Like oh, come to this club. Like free drink tickets. No, 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 no. Like let's do it. And I'm like nah. Um, <laughs> but totally into you know doing the rides. And that's the other thing about the Bay Area that's awesome is that you know the different terrain. Like you were saying, I mean we got hills, man. We got hills yeah. on hills on hills. You want to be a climber? Come to the Bay. Yep. Uh, that's where you can climb. We got beautiful mountains to climb. You know, we got Mount Mount Tam. We got Mount Diablo. Don't yep. be scared of the name. It's not that bad. Mount um, Diablo is kind of sketchy. My sister lives on that side of town. And so I've dude, been riding there, you know. It's, good. it's beautiful it's over beautiful. there. It's like, beautiful. It's beautiful. There's cows. There's yeah. grass. <laughs> Texas longhorn cows. Yeah, dude, like cows. I saw deer hanging right? out with the cows. It's and I was weird. like, yo, they're homies. Well, and it's funny, too, because you think <laughs> Mount Diablo. Like, I actually did Mount Diablo for the first time, um, like, two weeks ago. Even though I've lived okay. here the majority of my life. And I thought, like, all right, sounds like hell. It must be hell. Right. And then when we like went, it's like beautiful. It's green. It's yeah. There's cows. It's a farm. At one point, I'm like, wait, where the fuck am I? Like, this doesn't feel like you're you're in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you do it, you're like, oh shit, okay. Like this yeah. this is good. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's a it's, very beautiful ride. It's very nice out there. Not a lot of people know Mount Diablo is used as like a surveying point because mm. you can actually, in perfect weather, you could see Fresno from the top of the hill. Shut yeah. up. Hey girl, you're from Fresno. What's I up? am from Fresno. <laughs> Shout out to Fresno. <laughs> and so even where we live in Calaveras County, like on the highest hill, mm-hmm. you could see the San Francisco, uh, you could see the Golden Gate Bridge from some nice. places. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. where our property is, you could see Mount Diablo. You know what I mean? And so like Mount Diablo is a really cool like surveying mountain, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm misquoting. I'm I'm probably just guessing, but like somebody told me that that's actually one of the best points, or you could actually see the curvature of the Earth, you know, from the top, and so that's why it's one of the only few places on the planet where you could actually see that with the naked eye, you know, Damn. because it's like so clear and yeah. the rest of the valley so flat. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I do, I do. That makes sense. Yeah. But that's the thing is trying to go there when it's a clear day. Exactly. Because, you know? I mean, a lot of time, I mean, that's the other thing with the Bay Area is that we're not known for having the best weather, but we have relatively good weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're from, like, a place like Southern California, then you mm-hmm. might be like, what are you talking about? It's hella cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another uh, thing that's awesome is that, you know, it doesn't rain a lot. Um, weather-wise, I mean, we probably just deal with the fog. But besides that, like, the riding conditions are pretty pretty great yeah and it's nice that it doesn't get too hot where you're like fuck i can't do this ride um you know it definitely gets hot you know the more inland you go but right. for the most part i mean i feel like it's just really good just training weather riding weather everything weather it's mm-hmm. awesome it's beautiful it's beautiful that's sweet yeah. well come to the bay area if you guys want to come and hang out oh, cali sucks don't come just what no <laughs> no get out of here it's too expensive we have too here. Many you don't want more here. people oh, here God, no. Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem is you're like a San Francisco OG, so like you know, like you know, all the cool places to hang out or the cheap places to live too, but like No, really I'm, you gotta know a guy that you, knows a guy that knows another girl. That thinks you're cool <laughs> yeah. to let you into the place. Exactly. For a good, for a exactly. Good price. That's a really that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You gotta know somebody. Like you will not find something cheap just looking at Craigslist unless you're going in on a house with a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's crazy. I was talking to my sister and she was my sister has a house in Brentwood, like around obviously from uh, Mount Diablo. And she was saying that a lot of her coworkers at her place that she works rent rooms here in San Francisco fifteen hundred to two grand a month. Yep. 
for a room. It's dude, that's that's actually fifteen hundred is actually kind of cheap. Get for the a room. fuck out, yeah. really. Um, you know, one of my I work as a messenger, and you know, I talk to some of my clients, and you know, some of them live in like the high rise buildings in like downtown San Francisco, and I was right. curious. I was like. You know, like oh, like like how much do you pay? And you know, this one chick was like, oh, I pay like four grand, and she was like really like excited to like say that. And oh, my daddy pays four grand. Well, I asked her. I was like, do you mind? Like, can I ask you? Like, how do you afford that? She's like, oh, I ha- I work at this company. It got it just got bought by this other company, and yeah, I just it's cool. And actually, I'm gonna move into like the condo that they're building right across the building, like next year and it's just like oh my god it's so it's weird it's really weird can you imagine paying four grand a no, month for an dude, apartment you might as well fucking buy a house dude like for an apartment four well imagine that money is going into someone else's pocket and like, they're laughing at you yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's ridiculous so that's why when you're saying like oh yeah this person's like charging 15 two grand and for a room it's like yeah that's first off that's kind of a good deal yeah. and second off that's normal and if you mm-hmm. look at it like Especially, like, downtown Soma area of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where it's... Everyone's trying to move there because that's where all the startups are, all the yeah. businesses happening. I mean, you have, like, Twitter there. Right. Um, Uber. The Uber is actually going to be moving to Oakland, which I saw the Uber sucks. building around the corner. Yeah. That's so one that's, of them? So that's one of them. That's mm-hmm. actually their main um, headquarters. But mm-hmm. they're supposed to be moving to Oakland, which kind of sucks. So that just means everything's going to be driven up. Mm-hmm. All these people are going to move in. And, um, you know, it's just going to just move other people out or make it harder for people that have lived here to mm-hmm. find a place to stay. And so that's the thing. It's just it is appealing to live here. Like, it is it is great, especially if you're a cyclist. But fuck, dude, if you, if you don't know somebody, it's going to be really hard to live here. If yeah. you don't know somebody and if you don't make a decent amount of money, it's going to be really, really hard. And yeah. I hope that this stupid little bubble is going to burst soon because it's... It's funny how everybody's saying that. I'm low-key <laughs> saying that, too. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's expensive to live in L.A. Yeah. I yeah. want this bubble to blow the fuck oh, up yeah. well, tomorrow. And, and it's going to move somewhere else. Like, I heard, like, the next new kind of, like, startup cities are going to be, like, Seattle, um, Austin. Mm-hmm. And you're actually seeing a lot of people starting to sort of move out of the Bay because it is getting so expensive. Yeah. And they're yeah. even saying, like, um, millennials aren't buying houses anymore. Of course not. Yeah. We're all paying college debt. Right? All all the college debt. Well, the other interesting thing, too, is another reason why uh, they're not buying houses is because, I mean, think about it. Like, our parents' generation, it's like they had a job for, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So they had, like, stable income. They're able to pay their mortgage. We're millennials. I mean, shit. You're jumping like job to job, Mm -hmm. um, getting, you know, who knows how much you're getting paid. Like, the money might be good, but. You don't know if you're going to have that job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to have that same job in three, five years. You know, maybe you're going to move somewhere else. Like, it's so up in the air. Um, so that's why it's it's not a surprise that no one's really buying houses. And if you are, well, fuck, dude, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you if you're buying houses. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I want the bubble to burst. Yeah. In L.A., it's the same thing. But the only difference in L.A. is... The discrepancy is in salary versus um, rent. So basically, the minimum wage in Los Angeles, in comparison to how much the rent is, Mm -hmm. it's much bigger than in San Francisco in the Bay Area. So even though the prices are more expensive in the Bay... Your minimum wage is at fifteen dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah, well, not even. We're they're building it up to fifteen. Oh, they're building it. Yeah, yeah. CNLA. It's, it's, not it's at fi- ten. It's not no, fifteen. No, so they're. I thought it, I thought it's been fifteen. No, yeah, they, that's what I was under the they, They're from my understanding is they're starting it off so it's like okay, it basically goes up like a dollar like right. every year. So I think by 
gosh, what is it? Let's look I it thought up. it was by like 2020, then it will be at 15. I but I know they San have. Francisco's always been that city where it's like we, oh, me it's and my $13 friends. $13. Yeah, hour. so if it's 13 now, so then that means next year it should be 14, and then the year after that will be 15. Because they couldn't do 15 right away because of that would impact not. a lot of businesses. Because they'll be like, well, shit. Yeah, that's so it'll a lot be of money. by 2018, it'll be um, $15 an hour. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So. Yeah. That's too much. Welcome to the in LA. Day. It's it's ten bucks. Hey. Ten bucks an hour, and they want to make it to fifteen. So within the next five years, by mm-hmm. twenty twenty, they want everybody to be at fifteen dollars no, an it's hour good. I mean, minimum wage. But it's going to make everything go up in price, though. You think? Um, I, I'm sorry. Fuck. Definitely. No, it, I mean definitely yes. I mean it really also just depends on how the economy is going. I mean also considering like who our president's going to be. Like what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I mean <laughs> we shouldn't talk politics here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no. But I'm just saying it's like you. It can't just be one factor. It's going to mm-hmm. be multiple factors. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to last too long. I mean you're already starting to see some prices of places going down by a little bit. Um, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is you know. San Francisco got really big um, with techies because of, you know, startups. Right. But you also have to keep in mind, startup, what does that mean? That's a new thing. It's something mm-hmm. they're starting up. And so startups usually have a lifetime of three to five years. And if they don't get new investor money, they're done. Right. Which means people got to find jobs somewhere else. Right. That could either be still staying in San Francisco, the Bay Area, or finding another opportunity somewhere else like Seattle, mm-hmm. Austin, New York. Um, so it's really just... What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, scary. How much money are people gonna put into the, you know, yeah. this app that tells you how to drive a car with no human in it? I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, kind of to wrap things up, um, if you could describe the cycling scene here in the Bay with just one word. Ooh, one word. Just one. Shit, one word to rule them all. <laughs> um, oh man, that's a tough one. That is tough. I mean, this might sound like, you know, cheesy or cliche, but I would say uh, it either have to be between amazing or awesome, only because you have so much variety, um, so much to choose from. You know, it's not just like one route, you know, does it all. It's just you have so many options to ride in the Bay Area, especially having the North Bay, East Bay, South Bay. You know, you just take BART, boom, you're in the East Bay. You just ride over the Golden Gate Bridge, boom, you're in the North Bay. Um so I'd say amazing just because it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And I feel mm-hmm. like people easily forget that being in a city. Um, and especially we don't have a lot of smog like, you know, some places in California. Oh. She's talking about L.A. <laughs> she's talking about smelling. That's what she's talking about. Just saying the air, the air feels pretty good here, man. Real it good. It smells like shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see That's it, too. That's just upper, upper lip. Yes, Sorry, my upper lip. Kidding. She wanted to say it. It's like, you see your upper lip? This smells like shit, dog. <laughs> what you been doing, dude? What's up? Hanging out with strippers? <laughs> no. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> That's so she's like, hanging out with strippers at inter- Yeah, I have. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the bike industry, everybody. Hey. Hey. And welcome to the bay. Hey. hey. so that's cool that's cool you know the bay area is really interesting i uh i thank you so much for coming here thanks for for inviting me you guys of course no problem (laughs) no problem it's uh it's different out here and i haven't hung out in the bay area for years you know what i mean like i used to come and like this was my stomping ground with Mm. me and my friends you know we'd leave calaveras and the hills that we lived out there and then we'd stay some nights out here and Mm. we'd get us some crazy shit or try to at least (laughs) 
And um, it's different. You know, it's it's really different compared to every every other city that I've been to. Even I rode my bike here today for the first time ever riding. Yeah, no I way. I didn't ride till I moved to Los Angeles like five six years ago. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like San Francisco has always wanted like been one of those cities where like I need to get mm-hmm. back there. Hey, you better know? now than ever. Yeah, better now than ever. And I'm super I'm super ready for it. I've always been not always been hill climbing, but hill climbing has kind of been a thing for me. And so like it's it's different here, and mm-hmm. and I like it. Bikes get jacked. You bikes get jacked. I mean, that's anywhere you go. But yes, bikes bikes definitely get jacked. But mm-hmm. dude, just know how to lock your bike. Yeah, get um, a U lock. That's important. I, well, I personally, I carry a U lock and um, a wire lock, like a good a good wire lock. Okay. Um, if I can, I try to get two U locks because I I'm fucking paranoid. Like, yeah. You know, knock on wood, but I've never had my bike stolen. Um, I've had my bike stolen. And yeah, and I don't want to experience that feeling, man. It sucks. Like just just looking at you, like uh-huh. you look like you want to tear up. Like that's yeah. it's, it's hurt. You know, it's like a violation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, you gotta, you gotta be on it. Like I've known so many friends that they'll just leave their bike for just like a second. They yeah. just need to do something really quick and boom, it's, it's gone like that. So mm. you gotta, you gotta treat that thing like your baby. Yeah. Like that is your baby. Do, do Even Ugh. more than your baby. Sometimes people leave their babies in cars I and know, shit. I you know. know what I mean? So more than your baby. Your bike is your baby. Yeah. Your it's bike. my baby. Yeah. That's why, why do you think I want to race so much now, dude? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to have a baby yet. I want to race my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> That's funny. That is so funny. Cool, cool, cool. Yvette, do you have any other? No, just thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, we've been, we did this, you know, special edition Bay Area episodes. Hey. We just kind of wanted hey. to paint this picture of what San Francisco is like and, and how it is riding here and mm-hmm. the people that are in it. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the MASH guys who are such a pillar of, mm-hmm. of San Francisco, you know, fixed gear riding. But there's there's so many other things, you know, and they yeah. and, and so many other people and, and, and it's really dope what you're doing and, and what you guys did, you know, with YB Normal and how you guys again, you guys learned how to tread that line between mm-hmm. professionalism but really standing up for value. So we really appreciate you coming with us. Hey, mm-hmm. hey girl. Same guy, I appreciate you. Thank you, <laughs> Veronica Volick. I appreciate you too. Did I say Volick correctly? No, remember what we said? It was Volock. Volock, like I'm an Lock, but replace the U with a V and then Lock. It's cool, Veronica dude. Volek. You just made me sound like you know. I'm sorry. Another alter ego. No, it's cool. It's Verona cool. Volick. Verona Volick. Yeah. <laughs> Verona Volick. Well, thank you everybody so much for tuning in for the Bay Area edition. Cycle cast. It's kind of cool hopping city to city. Like we've been to San Antonio doing this, nice. Brooklyn. I don't know. We just kind of feel like a like. Hit a ch- us up. Where should we go next? Um, Portland. I want to go to yeah, Portland. Dude, do it. There might yeah. be snowing right now, but I remember there was some snow like a couple weeks ago. But uh-huh. do it. Yeah, I go wanna, somewhere. Just everywhere. Just every re- like major bike city. Just every hub. Like mm. that's where we're really noticing the growth. You know what I mean? Mm. Like kind of. I like really. Not, I love stand-up comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's, how do stand-up comedians, like, get themselves out there? Well, they have to go to mm-hmm. club from city to city exactly. to city. And you really have to, like, get to know these people, you know, these riders in all these different cities. And and it's so important, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank And you. this is a beautiful library that we're in, by the way. Yeah, it is. All, really glass. Is. all glass. All glass. Don't you know. crack heads. And beautiful heads. Many <laughs> heads. That's funny. Um, <laughs> if you guys have any uh, suggestions, if you guys want us to talk to anybody in particular, let us know. Hit us up. They better be cool, though. 
They better be cool like Veronica. <laughs> Don't send us. Because people have made some suggestions for some shitty people. I'm not going to lie. Whoa. Oh, man. Oh, Whoa. shit. <laughs> Scratch oh, that. Shit, there is no such thing as shitty people. Uh, oh, there's just... no such thing as shitty people. Just <laughs> shitty people. Oh, <laughs> At any rate, thank God you damn. so much yeah. for tuning in. Uh-huh. Let us know. Thank you so much for your kind comments, your emails. We, we really it appreciate all. it. You guys know I joke around. But, yeah, we really appreciate all the support. Like I said, you know, this can't grow without you telling a friend and that friend telling another friend and so on and so on and so on. And so um, we appreciate it. Just the growth that's been going on. It's been a very strong year for 2016. I think this is going to be the last podcast. Yeah, it's going to be the last oh, one. 2016. Yeah, next. Um, yeah, we're going to start off You're the welcome. year. No, You're welcome. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> You're the last one oh, for the year. Ver- Veronica. The final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> <laughs> People think this podcasting thing is easy, and it's not. It's like, it's really been a... Not a difficult year, but a very... How would you say that? Like a very It's a roller coaster. It's It's, been a roller coaster. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah. We could... That's a... That's another show. But. That's another show itself. But again, like it's you've made like, and I'm saying you as in like our audience, the people that support us have made Cycle Feed what it is today. You know, and like 2016, the type of things that we did, the people that we were able to interview, just like you guys giving us the confidence to even be here. You know what I mean? To say, yeah, we'll go to San Francisco and we'll talk to those people. Yeah, we're gonna figure out how to get to Brooklyn and Red Hook. Yeah, we're gonna figure mm-hmm. out how to get to San Antonio and yeah, that and, was fun. You know, and and we want 2017 to be just as strong, not even just as strong, even stronger. And since we're taking the time to thank people, we want to thank everybody on our team. Yeah. First off, you know, Ronnie, who is our co-host, and he's, you know... He's Ronnie. He's the Ronnie. Th- yeah, Ronnie Toth. Ronnie Toth. Yeah, Toth, not Toth. Sloth. He has this very interesting. Yeah, he's like Toth Sloth. Toth Sloth that he says. Yeah. Toth something. I don't know. I forgot the riddle. Yeah. But thank you to Ronnie. You know for all your hard work. Thank you to the rest of the team behind the scenes. You we know, have a lot of people behind the scenes. Shazad Bruce, who handles all of our live mm-hmm. commentary. Um, we have Kenny Harris, our graphics guy, you know, like who helps us with our website and, and, uh, he, yeah, Kenny Harris, man. I, I grew up with him. He's a friend from up here in Northern California. We grew up in a small little town in the hills in Calaveras and, uh, we lost contact after he graduated mm-hmm. and we were like, like we rode the bus together. We did photo work and design work together, even in seventh grade, you know, seventh and eighth grade, we did all this shit together and we lost contact after he graduated. Cause he's a couple years older than I am, but like literally two years after living in Los Angeles, he like found me on Facebook. He was like, dude, I live in LA too. Dude, you know, the internet, right? <laughs> Thank you, Al Gore, the internet. <laughs> and like, again, like as adults, we're still doing the same shit, photo design stuff, you know? And like, that's, I couldn't, we couldn't do this without Kenny Harris, and so we yeah. appreciate Kenny. Also, Who else is Sarah, that? Sarah Bartlett. Hey. Thank you for all your help. She's helping us do PR work, and nice. she knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So she actually introduced Veronica and I. So hey. thank you, Sarah. Cool. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Also, thank you to Alex, who's been who has also helped us shoot photos, Alexander. And yeah, so thank you. You know, our team is amazing, and we couldn't do this without 
each and every single one of you. And I think it's important to mention, like, people, you know what I mean? And if there's anybody that we didn't mention, like, we're so, I'm honestly pretty sure that's everybody. I think that's everybody. We're a pretty small <laughs> team. But realistically, people always wonder, like, like, how do you guys, what do you guys do? Who's the team? What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, people are always wondering, mm-hmm. like, like, how you guys do what you do. And honestly, realistically, you can't do anything by yourself. You can't. You need people to help you. You need people that are willing to share your vision with you. You need people that are willing to, like, kind of put their egos down. Because honestly, like, everybody has great ideas, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes people, you know, they want to, they have their own little separate agendas. They want to do this or they want to do that. And And what's going on here is, like, we all have been on an even keel to be able to prop up this idea of what we call cycle feed. And it all starts with an idea. Yeah. And I also, you guys were saying how, you know, it doesn't take one person. It takes a whole team. I believe that's what we called teamwork. And And you know what Ronnie (laughs) says? Teamwork makes the dream work. Hey. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And so thank you very much, everybody. You could find us on iTunes. You can find us on cyclefeed.xyz. Tell your friend. Tell your mom. Tell your dad, tell everybody. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. everybody. And thank you. And this is us tuning out for the year. We'll see you next week. More like next year. More like next year. (laughs) Mr. Rasan Bahadi will be joining us next week. So stay stay tuned for that. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Veronica. Thank Thank you, you, Veronica. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you for a strong year, and I mean it. All right. Thank you. I couldn't do it without you, buddy. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Dina, so he's, yeah. Anyways. He's he's the visual guy. I'm the analytical one. (laughs) And it works. Yeah, Yeah, it works. (laughs) So, anyways, thank you, everybody, again, and kwaheri. Adios. Bye-bye. Woo.